It's Thursday, Spags. It means Nana Pete might be making an appearance. It means a special guest might be joining us on the show as well. Yeah, we are going to do the thing we do here on Thursdays where we get one of you guys in on this show to do a low ball lineup with us as well as build the Thursday night football Viking Steelers lineup for today. We got a lot to talk about and Nana Pete better show her ass up after she's on the thumbnail. So let's get that intro and get some Nana Pete in our lives. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend of mine, Peter Roversett. And, and Pete, I realize, too, people, hopefully if they're not new to the show and not seeing that intro, it's not actually your Nana. It's just you doing an old lady character. I'm not being like mean to an old no, lady before the show. No, it is. It is. It is my actual Nana. And, you know, that's why when you guys get the invoices over there for the work, you know, it's my family that you guys are, are paying. You know, we have have the mafia member we have uh my nana so yeah you guys football outsiders is supporting uh my entire family and we're really grateful for that oh if you want to keep seeing pete's family members popping up on this show go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe subscriptions were up thousands of percentages i can only presume after we had them going on monday to save pete's life and here he is looking better than ever so continue to go over there footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe 99 cents a week on there get dvoa as well as the gofundme to keep pete's family alive it's going to be the main things you're getting over at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe Really great data overall week to week, especially for showdown slates. Defense versus receiver stats on there could be a game changer. So go footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Just 99 cents a week. And also make sure you are following at Splash Play Pod and liking and subscribe to the channel here. Uh, because Pete, I don't know if you know this because I don't think you do the big subscriber pushes. You just kind of chill with your chill vibes hanging out. You're so close to uh, 10,000 subs on here and it drives me nuts that you're not whoring that out at every turn. <laughs> you know what? I uh, Smiz actually put out a tweet uh, earlier today that was very nice, uh, alerting people to the fact. And I think I even added about 50 subs uh, since Smiz uh, tweeted that out. So yes, we're we're closing in on it. I think we're a little less than 100 away now. And uh, it was, uh, I think in the summer, I had thought to myself that would be cool uh, if this year we could cross uh, 10K. As you alluded to, there's probably certain things I could do better for promotion and for growing, uh, the channel. And so, uh, I'm thankful, uh, that we were able to make it here despite my poor efforts. Yeah. You got to open your things. You do the GM bit. You can do GM like, and subscribe to my channel, like mix it in together, I think. But uh, you know, that's the thing that we love about Pete. He doesn't care about shilling. He doesn't care about promotion. He just wants to put out good content. So show him a little love and subscribe here. If you're watching this video, if you're not somehow subscribed already, and of course, subscribe to the splash play channel too. long way to go to 10,000 there. So really that, that might need your love even more. Some could say, but Pete, let's talk about some of the news to start the week. Cause there's a lot going on. And the big news break here for today's game uh, with the Vikings and the Steelers that we talked about, Dalvin Cook trending towards playing tonight after some quote-unquote intense rehab got him where he needed to be uh, for this matchup. And I guess the spot, Pete, was one where Dalvin Cook wasn't expected to be back until the 20th, I think was what I was reading today, and his shoulder good enough to go. And any speculation about his intense rehab or thoughts about him as a DFS play tonight, either is up for you to, to take for yourself right now. Yeah, I was talking about this with Justin in the Discord earlier, and I've been reading kind of some tweets on it. My, my take is that this is going to be closer to the Aaron Jones 
coming back week, the, you know, Darrell Henderson situation from this past week where my, my read is that these guys are such competitors. They want to play so bad. They don't want to lose their job to these backups that they force their way back very quickly. Dalvin Cook dislocated his shoulder 11 days ago. The Tom Pelissero report was that he was going to need to be, you know, wearing a harness even to have a chance today. So, my take is that the team, you know, appeases these guys. All right, if the doctors clear you, we can suit you up, but we're still going to give, you know, Alexander Madison 75, 80% of the work. And we'll give you five or six touches, really manage your workload, let you scratch that itch of being a competitor and getting out there. But I'm leaning toward uh, Dalvin Cook being more limited, even if he's active. And for DFS purposes, I'm kind of hoping that's how it plays out. I hope he's active. And then I think I will be overweight on Madison. And if I get burned by a fully, you know, good to go Dalvin Cook, so be it. But I just have a hard time believing that he really could be at full performance. And then I'll also add, um, there was the Tom Pelissero report earlier this morning that was more optimistic. And then there was the Josina Anderson report that came out about 45 minutes ago that made it seem actually more questionable on the game time decision front. Yeah, so definitely want to watch the news on tonight and see if we get some more clarity. Maybe it'll be one of those famous uh, pitch counts that they've been giving a lot of players recently for Dalvin Cook. Maybe we will hear he's a full go, and then you can sort of decide if you're believing that or not. But definitely one to keep your eyes peeled for the news coming up. Another item that could require some news, the Niners signing Brian Hill this week. And this is a guy we've talked about a lot this year, Pete, with Elijah Mitchell. He had an MRI that, according to Kyle Shanahan, showed irritation on his knee, which I don't know how MRIs are showing that necessarily could be him doing that double speak that Kyle Shanahan loves, but you are, you've been as in touch with the Niners backfield. I feel like as anybody I know in terms of being able to predict which ways the winds are blowing. So how do you feel about the spot with Mitchell banged up, maybe able to play, but clearly the injury is happy racking up from before they play Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, he didn't practice yesterday, right? Did we, have we seen a practice report on him today yet? I don't think there's been one out yet because of the West coast timing. Yeah, I, I mean, my my read was that he was going to be pretty questionable for this week, and it seemed like, you know, we were going to be maybe heading toward a, a Hasty and Jeff Wilson uh, kind of backfield. Uh, but we've also seen, you know, this, this I guess, goes uh, uh, against my previous point about Dalvin Cook and not rushing him back. Eli Mitchell, they were saying, was going to be wrapped up uh, you know, from his finger, you know, surgery or whatever. And then they gave him all kinds of work because the team loves him so much. So this might be a, a situation where if he's even remotely good to go, the, the team is going to make sure he's back there just because he's been playing so well. But yeah, for season long stuff, I'd definitely be, you know, I know in one of our high stakes leagues, we took a stab on getting Jeff Wilson just because the risk reward proposition there is just so good. Um, if things break right where Eli doesn't play and then Jeff Wilson, you know, leads the backfield and touches. So I'd be, I'd be taking stabs there, uh, just knowing that if you get it right, uh, it's going to be a pretty nice reward. Yeah, and unlike last time where Jeff Wilson did pick up some steam throughout the week and then Debo Samuel had a bunch of runs for touchdowns and just a lot of rushes in general, no Debo this week. So it does seem like the backfield could get a little more love whether you are going a more Jeff Wilson's way, more to Michael Hasty's way. We'll see if there's any news updates coming for tomorrow's show where we will be joined by Nick Ercolano. And we will, Pete, as you told me before the show, we will not be talking DFS at all. We're ta talking strictly season long with Nick. Uh, that's true. Also, just before I forget, because I meant, it, meant to do this at the top, so we are doing our retweet mm. giveaway to be on the show here in about 20 minutes for lowball DFS builds. It looks like we have, uh, oh, up to like seven legitimate entries so far. I did just post the link in the chat. Uh, you guys have about another, let's say, 10 minutes 
to share this. If you retweet this, you will be entered uh, onto the wheel. We'll spin that in 10 minutes, and then I will uh, DM you the StreamYard link to battle in the lowball streets. But yeah, circling back to it, uh, very excited to have Nick Ercolano on. Uh, great content creator, very funny, over at Nick BDGE YouTube. Some of you guys familiar with him. He came on the randomizer this year, and uh, I think he will be uh, lots of fun. We'll have to think about what our special segment is going to be. I have I have an idea I'll float to you after the show. Okay, I'm excited to have Nick on. I've not done content with Nick before. I've enjoyed what I've seen from him through social media and, and some of that randomizer show that Pete did with him. So I'm curious to see how he does in this Thunderdome that is, of course, Splash Play that somebody will be stepping into as well. And make sure to check the chat right now if you want to get on the show. Retweet that link so you can get in uh, for our wheel spin in a little bit. Uh, today, other news, Joe Mixon missing practice uh, in that same matchup against San Francisco coming up for him. Uh, it's an illness for him, so it might be one where hopefully a quick a quick clearing illness and not a COVID-related one. Uh, no reports about that. But Joe Mixon, an illness at this point of the week, Pete, I feel like something to monitor, but you got to assume Joe Mixon's going to be out there. Yeah, I hadn't uh, gotten too worried about this one. I mean, normally with the illness stuff, they're fine unless it's the COVID, which we should actually talk about because the Chargers situation is I got that next on pretty, the list, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, I'm not too worried about uh, Mixon yet uh that game it was like when i first saw it on paper i was like oh Bengals 49ers could be pretty fun uh but then i saw pat thorman had it as a pace down game and you know you got a little bit of question mark on joe burrow's health now you got the joe mixon stuff that could be a slow pace slog you know there maybe i'm i'm cooling on that game a bit Speaking of that game, Keenan Allen is on the COVID list. Mike Williams is two as a close contact, but he could make it in for Sunday versus the Giants. He just has to have five negative tests. Uh, he and Chris Harris are both guys who are close contacts, and they both have said that they are well, they're not vaccinated, but also they're asymptomatic and haven't tested uh, positive so far. So I think we have to talk about the either or of this one, Pete, and then hopefully we'll know a little more by tomorrow, but I think the official alert won't come until Saturday. But if Mike Williams is in, what do you think of him that way? And if Mike Williams is out, I guess, are there any Chargers players you'd give a drastic bump up to? Yeah, I, uh, so this one is tough because we were kind of debating this on ship chasing. Uh, obviously, if Keenan's out and Mike Williams plays, I mean, he's going to be such a smash. He's only 6,000 on DraftKings. He was already trending up uh, last week, finally crossed 100 yards again for the first time in a while. Uh, if both of those guys are out, now we're down to Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer. Guyton, of course, is more of the clear out cardio specialist, you know, running, you know, fly routes, but he did score last week, which is kind of good because I prefer Josh Palmer, the rookie. I think he's the one who would actually see a meaningful role change kind of sliding into the Keenan role. Whereas I think Guyton just kind of keeps his, you know, clear out deep threat role. So that's more interesting to me. Um, and they're both really cheap. Uh, Palmer is 3K, Jalen Guyton is 3,400. And then there's also some enthusiasm, as always, around the tight ends. Not so much Jared Cook, because no one ever gets excited about him. Uh, but the PSM bros uh, are very excited about Donald Parham and him perhaps getting an uptick. So I think you're looking at um, if, if those top two guys are out, a huge Austin Eckler game. And then probably two of those four guys between the two tight ends and the two kind of, you know, ancillary wide receivers are, are going to be set up for a pretty big, you know, target game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think if Mike Williams somehow ends about, I could see minimum salary Josh Palmer, Palmer popping up a lot for me. Andre Roberts, too, somebody that I think should have to get some snaps as well. Um, probably not as live for me as Josh Palmer, unless that Josh Palmer got very chalky. I do think that people will go Jalen Guyton's way. I actually touted Jalen Guyton as one of our waiver wire pickups without knowing this would be a COVID situation that we would have. 
Um, and I think he's a perfectly fine play, but he's the name that people know. And I agree with you. Like he is mostly a wind sprint guy. Wouldn't be shocking if he called a deep ball, but I think in terms of getting volume, it does seem like Josh Palmer would be the guy to watch there. And I, we are philosophically agreed, which of course means that Mike Williams will play and just play Mike Williams. Uh, other news <laughs> that we got so far, Julio Jones returning for Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Is he going to be meaningfully in play for you? $5,400 DK price tag. And of course, no AJ Brown. Yeah, I haven't thought about this one too much. I have such an inherent bias against him, although I've been showing growth because he's very similar in my mind uh, to kind of Adam Thielen. And I finally have given in, you know, the past few weeks and started playing Adam Thielen. Of course, he got hurt last <laughs> week. That didn't work out well. But yeah, the Julio stuff, I mean, he... <sighs> you can get excited about the volume because they're just so desperate for playmakers. And, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, where he really thrives is in the play action. And I, I forget who I was listening to. One of the, the data whiz is guys talking about the Titans play action stuff, but it's really been hurt ever since Derrick Henry was out of the offense and they just don't have enough weapons to get defenses, you know, willing to bite on that play action. So if the running game can get going, you get Julio back in there. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit there. If you can sell me on, you know, an eight target game for Julio Jones, I'll, I'll start to get interested. And Derek Henry, somebody we're going to talk about a little bit in our numbers. Don't lie. Segment where I'll give Pete. And, and I think possibly our guests, you, depending on how it times out, uh, three stats, two of them are true. One of them is a lie. And Derek Henry is prominently involved because I did some digging around. Or maybe that's a fake one. Who knows? We'll find out a little bit. Other news, Deandre Swift yet to return to practice. TJ Hawkinson's also been out with an injured hand. And the question I'll have Pete, if these guys don't make it in somehow, or even if they do, uh, we talked about some teams that maybe are just no fly zones for us moving forward in DFS, but would you dare play a lion at Denver? If you do have, I guess a banged up swift or no swift and no Hawkinson. Yeah, that that's another game that Thorman had as a pace down game, which uh, doesn't seem too fun there. Uh, I guess, you know, if, if Jamal Williams, you know, opens up again at 5,500 without Swift, I, I guess maybe that could be vaguely interesting. Um, but yeah, none of those guys, I, I guess we can go back to our Amon Ra St. Brown versus Josh Reynolds debate. The problem is, is they're both kind of priced up now too, mm -hmm. right? Like they're not just the super cheap free squares like they were uh, before. So yeah, this is probably, I, I do like some of the Denver plays, but this is probably one of those things where I just pick a Denver player in my lineup and there's no like bring back or anything. Yeah, I would agree. Monroe St. Brown, as Pete mentioned, 5K now on DraftKings. Josh Reynolds, 4,100 on DraftKings. So these guys uh, definitely not the minimum salary flyers they've been in the past. Same game, Melvin Gordon is back to being a limited practice participant so far. And I thought it was interesting because the awesome ownership projections uh, have Javante Williams right now as one of the chalk plays. And that's with the projections, assuming that Melvin Gordon plays. And this is a question I'd have for you, Pete, because I think the casual players, like three years ago, you would probably see a lot of people playing Javante Williams coming off the one big game. People then think, oh, like Melvin Gordon didn't play, but it doesn't matter because like he's going to get 90% of the share moving forward because he was that good. It's not usually how football goes. And I don't know if that ownership will hold. Like, I don't think Javante Williams ends up as the number two owned overall player on the slate if you do get Melvin Gordon back in. But how are you feeling about that one? And I guess if you do get a chalky Javante, is it time to play Melvin Gordon as the pivot? Yeah, I I was kind of talking this through on the swole cast because I kind of like Javante in, in almost in a way, I kind of hope Melvin Gordon's back for his ownership because I do agree. Obviously if Melvin Gordon is out, Javante Williams at 5,900 is going to be the most popular back on the slate, especially after what he did on a primetime Island game, but all season long, you know, I'd be staring at my spreadsheet and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon would be both in the low fives 
you know, uh, 5K on DraftKings for pricing, and both would project pretty well. They would look like good points per dollar plays. And now he's only a little bit more at 5,900, and maybe the genie can't be put back in the bottle with Javante's breakout. So to me, I think even if Melvin returns, if they just shift a little bit more work to him, if it goes to like a 65-35 instead of a 50-50, I think he could really pay that off. And it'll be an ownership thing for me ultimately. I mean, if Melvin's back, but Javante then goes under, say, 10%, I think that starts to get pretty interesting. Similar to kind of the dynamic we saw with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, where it's like, yeah, Aaron Jones is back. But, you know, they're still using A.J. Dillon in a lot of high leverage situations. Yeah, the concern I would have is that Melvin Gordon just had so much more touchdown equity on the year. 56% of the rushing touchdowns compared to 22% for Javante Williams. 12.5% of the passing touchdowns for both guys with receiving touchdowns rather for both guys. I just think that's one of those spots to me where if, you know, if the ownership is there heavy, maybe move away from Javante. If the ownership isn't there, like he's a great tournament play, as is probably Melvin Gordon going against a Detroit team that gives up scores to everybody. Uh, J.D. McKissick back as a limited participant practice as well after concussion kept him out Antonio Gibson's been looking like a monster lately Pete I don't know if you are tracking his snap counts too closely but it was over 55 snaps last game I think it's been over that the last few weeks so despite that broken shin that he had earlier in the year I guess they are just working him into the ground but spot against Dallas we got to score some points so how does McKissick being in or out affect your views on Antonio Gibson and I guess the football team overall yeah, this is almost like the opposite of the Javante Williams one where it feels like, you know, his role could could truly grow where I'm way less excited about Antonio Gibson, chalk Antonio Gibson, I should say, with McKissick back. I don't I don't think this is like, oh, well, now they saw what they have in Antonio Gibson and they're not going to use J.D. McKissick in the passing game. Like, no, this team loves J.D. McKissick. They've seen how explosive Antonio Gibson is and they still give J.D. McKissick all kinds of work. So yeah, I'm not touching Gibson at, I'm seeing right now, like an aggregated ownership around 21%. Like with McKissick back, um, I'd rather... If I'm going to eat that kind of ownership, I'd rather play Barkley. I'd rather play Josh Jacobs. Um, I'd rather play Javante Williams in that range, CEH even. So uh, I'm not too excited about it with uh, with McKissick back. And the last news item I have, and we'll see if Pete has any others that he put in the Fantasy Life newsletter or not, but Allen Robinson expected to play on Sunday Night Football versus Green Bay. Justin Fields also returning. Would you trust either guy? Obviously, Sunday Night Football a long ways away. I don't even think the prices are out yet for the showdown on DraftKings, but uh, do you care about Allen Robinson or Justin Fields being back? Um, I mean, it's cool that Allen Robinson is back. He gives that, uh, or sorry, Justin Fields is back, gives that game a chance to to show some signs of life but i haven't seen anything from the bears yet this year other than maybe a few glimpses from darnell mooney that gets me excited as a as a fantasy player so i don't know uh that seems like a big uh a big spot for the packers they're popping is like when you look at defensive projections this week they're the number one defense so um i, I think that could be a pretty gross spot for the bears yeah, certainly some guys will get exposure to in a showdown if you're playing a bunch of lineups, but for season long, I don't think you have a lot of reason to go jamming these guys in your lineups, even if you have that sunken cost fallacy of Allen Robinson all year. And worth pointing out, see, for the season long people, Randall Cobb also going to be out with a core injury for a while. So if he was one of those guys holding down your wide receiver three spot, get him out, put somebody else in. And Pete, now the question is up to you. Is it time for the low probability crystal ball or is it time for numbers don't lie? Um, How about this? How about, can I put these? Oh, we got to do the drawing too. We got to do the drawings. That's, I was just starting to type the, uh, the names into. Oh, we've also already wheel. got questions for Nana Pete D gold. One of our regulars here, um, has a, has one that I don't even know where it's coming from about Taco Bell sauce, but I'm going to put a pin in it. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to even no. touch it until Nana Pete gets her shot. No, no, I need, I need you to vamp. 
because I'm mm. trying to put these names into the sheet. So feel free to take one of the questions from the chat for a second. Well, so here's the first thing I'm going to say is make sure you're following at Splash Play Pod. And also, if you haven't done it in a while, please go over to our Apple podcast page and give us five stars and a review. Uh, we're still going to go back to that for a viewer giveaway at some point, a viewer guest spot giveaway, rather, maybe even an actual giveaway. Who knows? But uh, either way, go leave us five stars and review an Apple podcast because we got to remember to promote everything at once. And sometimes we move the target around because we get tired of talking about things, but we very much do appreciate your podcast reviews. So go check it out. Links are in the description. You can also go find them on Apple Podcasts if you, if you search Splash Play. But you got the wheel up, so I've vamped long enough with just ad copy. That's right. Uh, I'm just going to make sure that I have everyone here. Ravu Reeb, we have Mathology, we have Matt, we have Steve, JD, uh, Iceman, Jacob, and the Mortgage King himself, Brian Schultz. Bags, give me a number of shuffles. I will say two shuffles for this one this board here. Two shuffles. And now we're going to hope the Island King doesn't come up because we're afraid we're ducking him in the low ball. I think is please, where we're at. please don't uh, tell someone that they are, aren't coming on the show. All right. It's, it's Jacob Cohen, Jacob. Uh, I know Jacob is in the discord. Jacob, are you watching live right now? Uh, I will DM him the link on discord though. Jacob Cohen, I saw, he actually confuses me a lot in your Discord. And of course, the Deposit Kingdom links are in the description as well if you want to join Pete's Discord, be a part of the conversation on there. His cat's avatar looks a lot like your cat avatar, and it just yeah. fucks with me where I'm like, Pete's not being that funny here. <laughs> I I am, I do. So I will admit it is slightly triggering to me that he is using a very similar purr. Uh, however, in the Discord, I did change my avatar so i feel like it maybe opened up a little bit for him but it is basically catfishing and we will address that when he gets on the show quite literally catfishing given that it is in fact a cool it's a cool cat right i believe yeah um <laughs> hang on i'm it uh no that one that that's pernelope's country club i uh cool cat would be worth far far more um <laughs> let me make sure we might have to re-spin here oh jacob might not be able to make it The drama, always drama when picking a viewer guest on this show. I'm I'm figuring out he he might have had uh parental duties uh pop up unexpectedly. Oh. So um why don't we uh why don't we put the child on the show? <laughs> that that is an option <laughs> that is on on the table here. Uh, I gotta we'll learn how to deal with children at some point, Pete. I think <laughs> might as well rip the rip the bandage off and do it live on a stream. Okay. Um all right, he wants us to respin. So let's respin okay. and then we'll get the link. And then we can do crystal. Ball. Seems like Jacob's ducking us. You think he's afraid of the, the cat controversy, the Penelope's country club controversy. All right. We are respinning here. I see Matt four, three, four Oh two, who I am not uh, familiar with. Um, I am going to DM you though, Matt, the, uh, the link and excited to uh to meet you here in a bit assuming you're available so i'm gonna send this to oh, you oh yeah matt, i feel like matt is matt engages with a good amount of our stuff so i'm excited to see matt as well it does seem like he's got a celtics logo so perhaps perhaps right in your backyard pete <laughs> that's right should i tell him uh what like seven or eight minutes yeah that works tell him to come by the house tell him to <laughs> yeah tell come him to by sleep. the house kick off your shoes um all right uh, we're good. Right, so let's let's front. do the low probability crystal ball then. I think if you if you feel emotionally ready here, you're coming off I, illness. Is, is that a Pete ready? I mean, I'm never ready, but you know, sometimes once you just slip on the uh, 
I will, I will, of course, put on my shawl to look mysterious and, and mystical, as I always try to here, but, but vaguely erotic. Like if I were on the cover of a romance novel, that's always my personal goal. There we go. Oh, the light. <laughs> Do you turn? No, because you, your lights are back there. You don't turn the lights down. I feel like Nana Pete's presence drives the lights in your background down slightly. I don't touch a thing, Seth. <laughs> Should I go to uh, is is purple a more mystical color for me? Do I look more like more wise? You have such beautiful skin that no matter what, you look so beautiful. Sky. Oh, okay. So you must not have gotten into character yet, given, <laughs> given that you're being nice. But let's see what, of course, it is time where we are going to look into our low probability crystal balls and take a glimpse into the future of some things that could happen. Sometimes very well thought out bets. Sometimes things that we're winging left and right, talking about jibblers and such. And of course, it wouldn't be possible the word for our good friend Nana Pete. I see something in the chat that's very disturbing to me. Someone says, get me on the show. The sense of entitlement from these chat rats is offensive to me. There's very strict rules for how you get on the show. Spags, I would say, they're very clearly explained, and yet people seem to not understand how it works. People, uh, Devin saying he sends you St. Elmo sauce, and yet I see nothing in my crystal ball indicating that I got some of that horseradish cocktail sauce. So what kind of flim-flam <laughs> game are you running over there, Nana Pete? This is very true. Devin sent me uh, some St. Elmo's sauce back in 1942. <laughs> it's, of course, the famous steakhouse in Indianapolis where Peyton Manning will go for a nice shrimp cocktail every now and again. And I'm sure, Spags, if you were to grease the wheels a bit, so to speak, maybe squeeze a little tushy, then maybe you could get a bottle of St. Elmo's as well. Well, what my crystal ball tells me is that when you were a younger woman, you used to take St. Elmo sauce, put a little dab on your finger, and then put it right in Jamar Chase's bunghole so that he could keep an erection for a longer period of time. What Jamar and I did with that sauce stays between Jamar and I, but let's just say we went through a bottle a week. <laughs> Just dipping your jibblers in it left and right, one can only presume. You don't need a crystal ball to see that one. But Nana Pete, obviously you're on the thumbnail here, so I feel like perhaps you would want to go first. It's so hard for me to do this now. The expectations are through the roof. People want my analysis on derriers across the league, and I get it. There's lots of nice-looking butts. I must say, one Mr. Cordero Patterson, they talk about his skill set being a Swiss Army knife of sorts. Well, the things you could do with that butt is almost as versatile as a Swiss Army knife itself, Spags. I'd well, open up... Would you dare to list some of the things that you could do with his butt? Because there's so there's so many of them, a multitude, some could say, in my crystal ball. Uh, please list at least five things you could do with Cordell Patterson's buttocks. 
Yes, for sure. Number one, you could balance a low probability crystal ball. It would simply rest on the curvature of his big butt. You could take a bottle of St. Elmo's sauce and open it between his crack. You could take one of those, you know, uh, uh, whatever those things magicians have, they're long. Handkerchief? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a handkerchief, and you could keep pulling it out of his butt forever because it would be deep within the recesses. That's how cavernous it is in there. You could also, uh, you could draw in permanent marker an eyeball on each cheek and then basically do um, a puppet show <laughs> where you're basically on the other side of Mr. Patterson, and then you're kind of pulling the butt cheeks apart to pretend like it's talking. I mean, that could be very fun for everyone. Oh, Al Hayden Wiggs would love that, an Ace Ventura fan. Uh, exactly. We all draw inspiration from some places. I remember watching Ace Ventura on a projector in the schoolyard in 1932. Jim Carrey was a generational talent, and I appreciate his work. The Truman Show always makes me cry. It's hit so close to home, Spag. Sometimes I feel like I'm living in a simulation of sorts. Perhaps one where, where a, a cavernous asshole is a positive, I think, is... The simulation you're living in, which is not true up with my reality. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I feel like I now dominate this segment. And for better or worse, this is a partnership. This is something we do together. And I suppose it would behoove me to let you talk. Who do you see in your crystal ball, little spaggies, in your flat buttocks? <laughs> to be clear, my buttocks are in fact not flat. I have a full Italian derriere, which we'll we can talk about. Show more me your <laughs> ass right now if it's so robust, because every time I've ever heard you talk, all I've ever thought is this boy must have the flattest ass I've ever heard. So show me this juicy ass of yours, because I don't fucking buy it. People, Kyle Davis saying, prove it's not flat. This is not people calling this premium content. And then our pal Brian said that he buys your content on OnlyGrands. And quite frankly, Nana Pete, I shan't be going show that Show the dumpy now. I will, not. Show, I, will, I will show my ass in a different way by providing a pick here from my crystal ball. One that when goes, did you become a prude? You little it's that I don't want to upset the setup here with my enormous butt cheeks, my Nicki Minaj style butt cheeks that could take over and knock down everything on the desk. I'm so disappointed in you. If the people wanted to see my ass, I would... Show it to them once I hit 10,000 subs, of course. That's, yes, if Pete can hit 10,000 subs throughout the course of this show, I will twerk for the end of Splash Play today for Nana Pete's enjoyment as well as everybody else's consternation out there. But I do have a low probability oh. pick. I it, It's hard, yes, of course. You wrote something down that you need to recite verbatim for this segment. Go ahead. Instead Let's of really showing more. us your cute little flat butt, 
It's more of a note item here that I have Tom Brady. We're looking at season-long props, looking at longer-term probability plays that are still low probability. Tom Brady, minus 110 to be the passing yards leader, currently sits at 37.71. My eyes are up here. Stop reading the teleprompter, Spags. What if I were to tell you, Nana Pete, that Tom Brady is four games up in the NFC South and also has a chance to not be in play for that bye week, perhaps he rests down the stress down the stretch one man who cannot rest down the stretch young Patrick Mahomes plus 2,000 to be the passing yards leader and he has 3384 for himself perhaps regression do Nana Pete for Patrick Mahomes to pay some gigantic crystal ball based dividends look at that but my God, it's nice. If we're not going to see old Spaggy's flat piece of plywood, then we might as well look at Tom Brady just bursting at the seams in those white pants and even bills, I must say. I mean, it's nothing I'm writing letters to Tony about like I did during the war, but it'll do. It'll do. I just wish those... Sweatpants were more form-fitting. I'm sorry, I digress. (laughs) Bill Belichick built more like SpongeBob, I'd say, but Tom Brady, now that is an ass that you only get with avocado ice cream. Oh, that is true. That butt was sculpted one avocado ice cream bite at a time. That butt wasn't built... In a day, I'll tell you that much, Spags. Well, Nana Pete, I hate to get you back on track, given that people just seem to enjoy you riffing. Perhaps you could spit off your own podcast, uh, like Comedy Bang Bang, but I think we can get a perhaps a low-probability play from you here, unless it's just that Cordero Patterson's ass is very versatile, which is not really low-probability. No, I would spin it off and call it Comedy Butt-Butt, and I would... <laughs> Talk about the finest asses in the land. I, I still maintain Michael Gallup has a tushy to die for. Uh, but the low probability crystal ball, that is why we are all here. It's not to have me wax poetically about tight, tight asses that were sculpted in the weight room <laughs> next to a squat rack. The gluteus. Not on the squat rack, just next to it. (laughs) Next to it. Sometimes you can get a nice ass just by osmosis, Spags. Why do you think my ass? You think I'm squatting 400 pounds? No, I go and watch boys do it, and my ass tightens up by proxy. I would have thought that your butt cheeks would look more like a California raisin costume from the 80s. There's something I'm seeing in my crystal ball. A lot of people are chasing the ass of Jalen Guyton, but God, are they sorely mistaken. It's a basic bitch ass. It's an ass with no character. It's an ass you would see in a catalog, uh, something you'd see at the sharper edge, uh, just completely run-of-the-mill bullshit. But let's talk about this Joshua Palmer ass, because this is an ass you would see in the Guggenheim. It's fucking sculpted by Michelangelo, and it is a true piece of art. It's a piece of ass. It's a piece of work. It's everything you want in a 3K wide receiver on DraftKings.com. Ooh, okay. Not really a low probability play, especially with the receivers out there. But I suppose if you're buying asses at sharper image, then uh, who knows exactly where where you're taking in as your data points. Oh, Mr. I tout 
Kyle Pitts is now saying my picks aren't low probability enough for you. What what do you want from me? You want me to tout Jawan Jennings in that dump truck of an ass of his? What do you want from this guy? <laughs> Old Tonka ass Jawan Jennings is what we call him around these parts. But I would like to get to our viewer guest, so I'll give one more low probability play. And for some reason, the crystal ball, I'll tap it, but it's fixated on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's telling me, Former Bucks superstar, now back in tow, Rashad Perriman. This week, Nana Pete, he will outscore one of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He ran 59 routes last week, and you give Brashad the ball, baby. Those those taut butt cheeks, those Taco Bell-filled butt cheeks, nobody can ignore. I like it, Spags. It's inspired. And one thing I just realized is the guest we invited on the show hasn't responded to my dm he hasn't appeared on the show other guests get invited and they have children's asses they have to wipe instead of coming on it's as if no one cares about the prestigious honor it is to come on here spags i mean what has come of this crowdsource segment because god forbid i cannot have the fucking mortgage king of miami on again i swear to god spags I swear he is to the god. mortgage king of all of florida to be clear and florida is a very large state covers the entire thing go check it out island mortgage brian schultz doing a great job <laughs> we could also just drop the stream yard link in the chat perhaps and just see what happens that seems too risky for a man who's about to hit 10k subs. I get some racist bugger on here that destroys know, my-, my good standing with YouTubes. Michael Guess is throwing some quality one-liners out there. Kyle Davis has been around doing great. I think we could open it up to the chat if we don't if the people don't really want to participate enough to show up. Well, I'll give an option. We either Find a guest or you twerk on that couch for the duration of the lowball DFS build. Are those the two options? The only two options we have are that? I'm afraid so, Spags. I looked into the crystal ball and all I see are two paths forward. And one is a guest coming forward and the other is your flat fucking drywall of an ass on the screen. Gently gyrating. <laughs> the, the irony, uh, Nana Pete, is that we've often talked in this house that my girlfriend, who has a large ass, and myself the large ass, we are clearly going to be locked into large ass children of some sort. And we merely hope that it leads to athletic prowess, a nice high large ass. Look, want. look, I am willing to admit I made a wrong assumption on the depth and concave of your ass all i'm asking is for you to prove it to me because until then that ass is proven flat (laughs) innocent until proven guilty flat until twerked on splash play is what my grandmoms used to always say was that on the family crest i don't see that in my crystal ball Zachary, what are your question marks? You must articulate. Uh, You just can't have you pecking away at your keyboard, you inarticulated fuck. Sorry, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, I messed up. Well, Nana Pete, it seems like you've really ran the gamut here of ass-related content. Is there anything else you would like to add to the low-probability crystal ball, or should we call it quits? I feel like I've peered into the future enough. I gave 
some gold star locks of the week and sign up for footballoutsiders.com. So Spags is college-ruled paper of an ass can keep getting direct deposits in his account every two weeks unless they do monthly pay, in which case, uh, monthly. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> it's Mookie saying, I wonder how many new viewers click on during this segment and never come back. I think there's a decent possibility here. That post-ship chasing, ship giving show, a lot of people check it out the show being like, boy, we, I really enjoyed those guys' banter, and then we did this for 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, we do really need to find someone to come on the show. I think we have to go spin again. Okay, spin again. I, I or again, I just think throw the link in chat. First person who comes in, they get in. No, because then a bunch of people are going to come in. You but want... they'll be in the green room. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. All right, all right. Yeah, Fine. you got to be be the bouncer. All right, so let's this... let, let the chat catch up before we drop the link in, so like they can sort of get. Get in position. Get, nah, get their fingers fine. ready. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag. The StreamYard link is in the chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so first person to come in, or honestly, the person that you just want to pick, Pete, follow your heart, but I feel like first no, one No, I, I am going to let a few people come in, and then I want you all to look into the camera, and I'm going to look at you down in the hopper here. Uh, no, Mortgage Geek is here. No, no. <laughs> Mortgage Geek clicked this way too fast. He's going to have to sit down there with the rest of them. Spags, can you, can you see it? Uh, can you see the oh. hopper in yours? Uh, no? no, actually, I can only see myself and you, unfortunately. Okay. You're going to go I'm, ahead I'm, and... I'm glad the hopper would be filling let's, up, though. At least we let's let's do a, do a um, uh, numbers don't lie while we let some people trickle in here. Okay, so there we go. So Pete will play bouncer. We'll do numbers don't lie, where, of course, I lovingly craft three stats per week. Two is true. One is a lie. Pete is going to have to guess which one is the fake. Pete, do you feel ready here as you're managing a packed house, I presume, of people on the back end? Oh, yeah, they are just flooding in. Uh, I hope StreamYard can actually handle the number of people who have popped in the hopper right now. All right, first stat up. T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson both had Monster Week 13, spurred on by the same 183 air yards thrown each guy's direction. But there was one man who stood above those two as the Week 13 king of air yards. That is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore had 201 air yards against Philly, and his three end zone targets were also tied for most in the week. Pete, does that sound true? Yes, it does. Uh, I know that uh, Elijah Moore led the league in air yards uh, last week. Uh, I think that checks out for me. All right, next stat up. We got Nicole Hardman, who has certainly had a fall from grace in the Chiefs wide receiver core this year after not scoring over 10 fantasy points since week eight. But has it gotten as bad as it seems? Hardman ran more routes than Josh Gordon and Demarcus Robinson in week 13, despite having just one catch for 12 yards on one target. How does that one sound, Nana Pete, or regular Pete? <laughs> um, turnkey Pete. I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I heard the part about Miko Hardman at the at the top, and then I didn't get it because people are flooding into the hopper now, and now I'm wondering what we're going to do. Okay, well we'll figure that. Miko Hardman uh, ran more routes than Demarcus Robinson and Josh Gordon, and has not scored over 10 fantasy points since week eight. So that's okay. That's yeah, I I kind of buy that. Um, that he's been on the field a bunch, but, but not producing. Although I know Pringle's been running more routes than him. So I'll have to think about that one. That might be fishy. 
And the last one up, Jonathan Taylor is likely to hold down the 2021 rushing title with 1348 yards, a big gap between him and number two, Joe Mixon's 978 yards. Would you believe that despite not playing since week eight, Derrick Henry remains number three on the year. His 937 yards make it possible he cracks a thousand yards a season if he does return at some point here, but despite not playing half the year. So there's your last stat. Which one's which one is the false one and which two are true? I feel like something weird with that Michael Hardman one. I'm going to say that one's false. Damn it. You are correct. Michael Hardman only ran nine routes and uh, actually nine snaps in a week 13. So he is fully out of the, out of the ecosystem. So damn it. I thought I had you with between like the people flooding the chat. I was like, finally, I've not gotten you in this. I feel like for a month straight now. Yeah. Um, I'm on to you. Um, you are. It, it's, uh, it's good. Um, yeah, I make, I make no improvements to my game with low ball and you have somehow completely solved numbers. Don't lie in a way that really hurts me. All right, so the, here's the deal, Spags. I need you to uh, weigh in. We okay. have three gentlemen in the hopper right now. There was a fourth, and they they bowed out. How do you want to do this? I think we bring all three on. Weigh in. We have three gentlemen uh -oh. in the hopper uh -oh. right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Turn the playback off. Party foul. I regret it. Turn the audio off. I never want to hear my name in the voice to get. Weigh in. We have three. No, no, who is this? Hey, I'm gonna figure out who it is. No, I think it might be you, Paul. Oh, Paul, you've brought shame to our family, Paul. <laughs> or it might be George. Is it George? Oh. George. George. Yeah, George is still muted. George, can you un unmute yourself? No, it might be George. It George. is George. Oh, George. Yeah, George, you got to turn down your computer audio so we can not hear you got, ourselves. I think you, you probably have the episode up in another tab. You got to X that out. All right, there we go. This is what happens, guys. The only on Splash Plate, you get us hashing these things out, bringing on a bunch what? of people. Tom, oh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you just end up with fucking Brian again. <laughs> Well, either way, well, we will do low ball. The mortgage king is here. The low ball king. George Gettle also here. For a second, I thought it was George Kittle and was greatly confused. Paul's back. Uh, all right. How's everybody feeling? Everybody's audio good now. That's the question I have. I believe so. All right. There I, we go. Paul, you sound good. Are you driving right now? Negative. I am pulled over to be safe. <laughs> wow. So did, you were you were listening to the show while driving. You heard about this once in a lifetime opportunity to come on the show. You hit uh, an off-ramp right there, maybe a little rest stop, and said, let's do this? Actually, I think I might have accidentally butt-did it. Um, somehow, my glorious derriere, I think, tapped the screen and a link, and uh, here I am. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're glad to have you. George, struggling over there. He did just bow out. Um, Mortgage King, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Just another day in paradise. So. Yeah? How's yeah. the market looking down there? It's been wild. We got more stuff going on than we know what to do with, but I gotta make time for you guys, you know? I appreciate that. So are we, you guys want to do a four man? Are you guys ready? Okay. Hopefully, I mean, we know the mortgage King knows the rules. Paul, are you familiar with our low ball competition and what, what it means to be a part of it? I actually do not. I usually catch uh <laughs> Nana Pete most of the time. And, uh, I have not heard the low ball before, to be honest with you. Okay. Hey, look, the important thing is you showed up. The best ability is availability. We all know that. Pete, explain to Paul what we're going to do here with our low ball for week 14. 
So what we're trying to do, Paul, is we're each trying to build the worst possible lineup for week 14, and we go around and do it snake draft style. So once a pick is taken, you can't pick that one for your lineup. And then the other wrinkle is you do have to use uh, at least uh, all of your salary except $500. So you got to get up to 49500 You can't just pick a bunch of $4,000 players and then there, if you try to pick someone who's injured or questionable and they don't play or they don't register a snap, that's a 20 point penalty. So that's our way of uh, making sure people aren't skirting the rules. Does uh, that all check out for you? That sounds like a normal uh, lineup for me. So I think we'll be good. <laughs> all right. And um, that low ball, Kyle's saying we're ticked. We're not ticked. We just needed to know what we had to explain. We're, we're, del- I'm personally delighted by the chaos. So that brings me a lot of joy. No, I'm, I'm very excited. I am a little, curious what happened with george there um it was an intense few minutes uh but hopefully we can yeah, i think get he got shamed by the audio thing which i feel bad about if, if george could figure out the audio we just can't hear that's like the the number of thing one thing they used to do in like drive time radio is like turn off your radio and like <laughs> now we're dealing with it in our generation crazy so what should we let should we let paul have first pick since uh he's coming in pretty blind yeah i think that's fair paul won't work the system like that so paul of course the goal is to build the worst lineup possible who would you start it off with oh uh, yeah that? let me get the share screen here Go ahead, Paul. All right. Um, let's go. Uh, I think what we'll do in this situation with this with this kind of slate, you know, being very interesting and all. Um, I think uh, Nana Pete kind of alluded <laughs> to uh, somebody I thought might be a good pick for a s- scenario like this. Um. Even though he is lower priced, um, I think I'll go ahead and take my first pick as being uh, Mr. Joshua Palmer. Okay. Ooh. All right. This this is uh, not the normal line you take in low ball, but I, I appreciate this. He could certainly he could certainly air ball. Um, but you are, you are going to have to spend some salary. You're already immediately up to uh, 6K there. But I, I like the cojones on that pick. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of the uh, field who will be owning him heavily will be disappointed to know that he was the number one pick in low ball, I'm sure. Uh, Pete, since you and Brian are much better at low ball than me, I think I should get the next pick. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I'll take Marcus Mariota at QB. Yeah, where'd you get that idea? I'm closing the loop. As, as I always do, Pete, I take your bit, I steal it, and then it ends up blowing up in my face, so I'm sure he won't play at all, or he'll put up 50 fantasy points somehow. All right, I'm going to ask the Island King a question here. Did Trey Lance register a snap this week? Do we have you, Schultz? He's intimidated. Oh, no. Um, Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember either. Uh, (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah. I'll let let you go, though. You You go first. Brian, is your internet struggling today? I think it might be. Yeah. Oh, oh no. no. Is it better now? <laughs> a curse of segment. Who would have thought that no? 50 minutes of Nana Pete talking about my butt cheeks would lead to things falling apart on the show? Uh, we, we, we hear Am I you back intermittently, in? you but it now? seems like we're on a lag for you. Um, <laughs> I've got everything else off right. the internet. Um, All right. We're going to give you that the chat is is losing you know what? steam here quickly. It, make it a three man. Paul, you got this. Okay. 
We're gonna, right. we're gonna say bye to the mortgage out A coward's move by Brian, and we all know that he relinquishes the lowball crown. Paul, you are now our, our lowball king, no matter what you do this week. Um, well, right. see, I think what it was is uh, the riveting first pick, uh, you know, might have, uh, the strategy might have uh, possibly made his internet drop out. We never know. Um, I am going to go, uh, I am going to take a different line. I'm not going to mess with the Trey Lance stuff. I'll leave that to Paul if he wants to. I, I think Davis Mills is a pretty dusty ass play this week uh, here versus Seattle. So I will play uh, Davis Mills. And then as for my next pick, I'm going to chew some salary up on the high end. I think Nick Chubb is is too much this week. Uh, I'm going to play Nick Chubb here at 7,600. All right. I think that's a reasonable approach there. And also Trey Lance did not play a snap uh, last week. Okay. Yeah. So I'm he really could risk here. Pick him. Yeah. Um, all right. For me, I will go. Oh, this guy's in the showdown slate. Um, I will go and I will not let her, like it's all in the same sheet. I forget to do it. I forget to take him out. Um, I will take a guy that I was surprised to see. Um, I don't know. I guess, no, no, that guy's also on the showdown slate. I, <laughs> Paul's better at slating this than I am apparently after years and years of doing these shows. I will take a guy in that same game. Pete talked about Tyler Locke at 6,700. I think it's a DK Metcalf week or really a nobody week, hopefully, but I will take Tyler Lockett. All right, lock it. And now we are back to Paul. Paul, you are on the turn here, so you do get uh, two picks. All right. Um, what I will do, let's go ahead and slide over to quarterback. Yep. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to believe that some uh, certain finger has uh, not quite healed correctly, mm. and we're going to go with Russell Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Mm. All right. I wasn't sure if you are going to go Burrow or Wilson there, but uh... – I, another risky pick against the uh, the Texans there, but lines up with uh, Spags's take that uh, the Seahawks might struggle. Yeah, and uh, that's where I'm go. That's where I'm going with with that option, and plus I had to spend some money there, so yeah, was a good opportunity to do that. Um, and then also, I am going to take. I believe uh, this running back is going to have a little bit of a tough time this week. Uh, Spags just mentioned him, and it's uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, uh, I already took him. I took him. Oh, there and there's the. Yeah, that's that's the one rule that Pete didn't mention. Paul's. you can't say. I, I did mention it. No, he did mention it. He did mention that, and that is my fault. I'm no, flying blind. Let's align and blame Pete. I, I did mention it. <laughs> no, he did mention post. it, and I'm flying blind because I don't have DraftKings popped up on my own. So I'm kind of going off the top of my head here. Um, so in that, in the aspect of that same game, since I feel it's going to be kind of a, a bad game for Cleveland, let's go with Kareem Hunt. Okay. That's All a right. Smart move. Smart move. All right, Paul. Look, Paul, you, no matter what you do, you showed up. Your audio works. Like, you've won low ball in my eyes. Yeah, and like, <laughs> you know, Spags and I have admitted that we're kind of, you know, opto-broing this a little bit, maybe looking at some points per dollar values. You are a true low ball hand builder today. You are the equivalent of the guy who builds his lineup on his toilet on a Sunday AM for low ball, and we love that. Um, all right. I am going to – or is Isn't it? It's, it's back, back to you, Spags. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Um, I will take a guy that has been a low ball staple for a while now, but I'm going to chew up some salary with one Terry McLaurin at 7K. All right, Terry McLaurin, uh, Spags. I, I can't even make jokes about you building a good tournament team now that you took Mariota. It really, it really does hurt. 
No, I know. That's good. If I ruin one of our bits and also build a mediocre but not good life <laughs> for lowball or real life, that means I've done my job. That's right. Um, all right. I am going to take uh, – I'm going to get my defense out of the way here. Um, I'm going to do the Bills defense. Um, they're cheaper than they normally are, but on the road versus Tampa Bay at 2700 uh, I think that's a pretty bad spot uh, for them. So I am going to burn my defense there. And I'm also going to correlate it with one of their running backs that looks too expensive, um, assuming Zach Moss is probably going to be healthy again. I'm going to put uh, Matt Breida in here at 5,300. Okay. Oh, yeah. Matt Breida, certainly the snap count was down with Zach Moss back. So that makes a lot of sense. And I hate you. Um, <laughs> I will go... For my pick, I'll go to a guy that's been running hot the last few weeks. I'm going to hope it comes back down to earth and we get the top buttocks of Jamar Chase popping off. T. Higgins, price tags up. He'll be my my third receiver. All right. Uh, I love all three wide receivers you picked up. All have 35-point ceilings. You love to see it. Uh, all right. Back to Paul here on the turn. Two more picks for you. All right. Let's see. Um... Still not doing too bad salary-wise, but um, I think what I'll go ahead and do here is we'll go ahead and go with another receiver. Yep. And um, what I think I'll do is um, I'm going to go ahead and attack. uh, Let's go ahead and attack that Seattle-Houston game um, and go with uh, Brandon Cooks. Okay. All right. This is a classic Spags little mini correlation here in his low ball lineup. Uh, also a classic co- Spags actual player I would play and lose <laughs> money on every week. Um, okay, Paul. And uh, who's your next pick here? And uh, let's go ahead and really stack this game up to be a doozy and uh, one I won't be choosing this Sunday if I'm trying to win. Go to tight end and take uh, Gerald Everett. Yeah, Gerald Everett was basically point shaving uh, last week. Maybe maybe his his role diminishes. Um, I like your strategy though of of hoping this game fails and going all in on it. Uh, back to Spags here in the middle. So I will take another fine tournament play, a pivot to the very highly owned Leonard Fournette. I'll hope that Ezekiel Elliott continues being dog shit at seventy three hundred on DK. All right, gobbling up salary here. There you go, Spags. Uh, nice little mini correlation there with McLaurin. Uh, love that for you. Um, okay, I'm going to have to start picking some wide receivers at some point. Um, I am going to pick uh, a guy that uh, it's how you got to win low ball. You got to take some risks. Marquise Brown looks a little pricey for his uh, boom bust role here at 6,300. So I'll play. Uh, the Ravens struggling here on the road in Cleveland this week. Smart move. A lot and, of snaps for Marquise Brown recently, but we know that doesn't always result in points. And I'm also going to uh, do another very risky pick here, but try to chew up some major salary. We have seen the highs with George Kittle last week, and we have also seen the lows. Uh, and I think this 6,900 price tag is a little rich. Uh, for him here. So I'm going to burn salary here with Kittle and hope I get one of these two-point games and not the 42.6 point games. I hate that pick. I think it's a terrible one with Debo Samuel sideline, but I love the pick for me and that's what matters. Um, um, yeah, Debo Samuel was... Never mind. I'm not going to argue with this. I'm just going to play my game and because I always beat you in this contest. So 
Um, I will take one more. Actually, let's see if this will give me enough money to even get there. I'll take one more salary gobbler, and I'll take a guy who's killed me in my season-long league and embarrassed me at my job because I fucking picked him too high up. Travis Kelsey, one more crap week at 7,400 at tight end. I love how you shit on, uh, I mean, Kelsey's just a better version of the Kittle play. Yeah, but Tyreek Hill is playing. <laughs> so? He still make up the entirety of the offense. All yeah, right, they're back both to delightful tournament plays. We can all agree there. All right, Paul. All right, let's go ahead and let's see. Looking at, I got to burn some salary here. Yeah, you're um, at 6,400 average for your final four picks. Running back, wide receiver, flex, and defense. And they say, and they say DraftKings is so much harder than FanDuel. Oh, good Lord. Um, let's go with. Uh, with this pick, let's go ahead and uh, eliminate my second running back spot. And let's go here. Uh, spend some salary. Not thinking. I don't know if I trust his knee quite 100%. And honestly, I think some of it is a little bit of coaches speak. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Ezekiel Elliott here. He Spag just took him, so he's off the board. Oh my goodness! Uh, I guess pick, maybe Paul. I should. Great minds think alike. I, I guess maybe I should actually listen better or turn well, listen better while I'm on a show. That would probably help some. That's awesome. Um, people watching the show too at home, they don't pay attention to us. It's okay. Well, I'm used to the old radio days where you couldn't have your audio tuned up, turned up too much, like you alluded to before. So I didn't want to blare it over. Really? But um, all right. Well, since that great pick was also gone, um. Actually, I think uh, a good pick here might also be the chiseled ass of uh, Corderell Patterson. Um, I think uh, this may be a game where uh, he doesn't quite get quite get what his projection is going to be. I, unfortunately, as a South Georgia resident, uh, I hear I hear quite a bit about these guys. That's right. Uh, all right, who's your next pick here at the turn? All right, let um and uh, Kyle, I do appreciate that comment. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I've never been on a show before, so uh, you're doing great. Honestly, Paul, you're dating each pick. All right, let's go. Let's go ahead and uh, get rid of uh, my last receiver spot, and uh, let's go to that Chiefs game and yeah. go ahead and get rid of. Uh, let's go with Lord Byron Pringle. Okay, so. I'm just going to let you know, you're going to have to spend a pretty hefty chunk on your final flex spot just at this pace. So get oh, ready yeah. for, a, for a high priced option. Uh, all right, Spags, back to you here. All right. I will go to a guy that should be back this week, but I think he has now lost his role because the other guys are better. I'm going to take Jeremy McNichols at running back. Okay. And he, is he sure? Expect yeah, he's back, back from concussion protocol. Okay. He's practicing. He should play. Spags, you're in the other direction. You uh, you can basically spend as little money as you want. Here. Oh, I already know how this end, this end is going for me, Pete. All right. Um, I am going to do a wide receiver I think is uh, too high priced. Uh, I'm going to do Sammy Watkins. Keep stacking up uh, this pretty gross game here. Uh, still means I'm going to have to spend uh, about 5800 Uh I love this player a lot, um, but I feel like uh, his role is still not necessarily what we want it to be at the salary. So I'm going to pick Tony Pollard here at 6,400. Oh, leveraging off my Zeke play, huh? Yes. Um, all right, back to Spags here in the middle. 
All right, and I will take in my flex position a man who continues to get snaps, a man who is also mostly useless. I will take Chris Myrick for twenty five hundred at the flex. <laughs> I think you have to be impressed by this lineup, Pete. I think it's hard to argue. I really, I'm really doing something different this week. It's something, I'll tell you that. Uh, all right, Paul, you now have two picks to round out your lineup, and you do have to spend on average. 77.50. So, also just to kind of let you know, um, say you put the Chargers defense in. Um, yeah, you, I can't even spend it all. Yeah. So, you, we gotta, I think we can have a one week moratorium. <laughs> Paul built from his heart, and I think I, that's I what agree. matters. I agree. We're throwing out the salary cap restraint, but you do have to, uh, you have to spend uh, top two at a, at a position here to finish out. Hey, that's not a problem. Um, I was actually going to go with the Chargers defense. Okay. And uh, I'll, actually, I think uh, here, um, honestly, with this game coming up, uh, I think, honestly, I think I know a lot of people are probably going to be on digs as being a good play this week. Um, but I actually kind of think this is more of a Cole Beasley kind of week for me. Um, and also Dawson Knox, so Stefan Diggs will be it. There it is. Uh, 3,100. This is a first, but it's also a first of someone pulling off to the side of the road and uh, in building uh, here. So we appreciate you, Paul. Um, Spags, you are back. Have to spend uh, 2,500 on a defense. I will spend that 2,500 and take the Washington football team and hope that they give up some points, but hopefully not to Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, there you go. And I need to spend at least uh, 4700 down here in my dumpster diving. Let's, uh, ooh, but it does have to be a wide receiver. There's mm -hmm. always a catch, always a catch. Um, let's do Tim Patrick here at 4800 all right, there you go. The low ball teams are in. Paul, tell us. Uh, we'll let you go on your way. Also, people are asking, cigarette or joint? What, what are we smoking here on the road? Oh, that is definitely a cigarette. Uh, the 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 joints were back in the day. I'm a responsible dad now. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you can't, are you implying you can't be a responsible dad with joints, Paul? Not me. <laughs> Fair enough. Paul. Paul, uh, what is your handle on DraftKings so I can uh, send you an invite? Um, it is at it's it's, it's freaking Pauly. I T S F R E A K I N P A U L I E. P A U L Y. L Y. Okay, and um, so do you, will you know your lineup, uh, or do you need me to? Are you on Twitter? Do you want me to send you a screenshot of your lineup so you can? put it into the yep, contest and you can send it to that same on Twitter. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, well, right. we really appreciate you joining us and uh, I'll be very curious to see how your low ball team. Yeah, does. Paul, give the people the plugs too. you're in Georgia. Do you have any mortgage businesses or pasta companies you want to plug here? That's what we specialize in. <laughs> no, but all I do for a living is I dispatch trucks. Uh, so I'm in the trucking industry, but if anybody wants to follow me on Twitter, it, it is at it's freaking Pauly. I put out just some random uh, DFS and other bullshit content just for just for the fun of it. Just a normal dude, just trying to just trying to hit it big in this DFS world. Okay. Hey, uh, well, we really appreciate you uh, coming on today. And uh, you know what we need on this show is people who step up to the plate. You know, a lot of these guys signed up for this contest and they weren't actually available. 
their internet didn't work and you paul you delivered today and that's that's what we need around here and, and paul you got yourself a new follower a verified follower this guy right here and i see you're a military man too looking handsome in that photo but also kind of scary for being honest <laughs> yep that that is uh my weekend job i used to be active duty and uh i still love the military so it is my weekend job as well so well, thank you for their service, Paul, you, Paul, both in general and also on this show today, surviving. Anything else you want to say to the folks before we go and run through some Thursday night football? Get Pete to 10K subs, damn it, because <laughs> I want to see Spags twerk. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Paul. I'm glad, if I'm thank you, guys. Truckers and our military happy. That's all I can do with my butt cheek. <laughs> there you go. We'll see you, Paul. All right, thanks, Paul. There you go. There goes Paul. Follow It's Freaking Pauly on Twitter. I did it myself, and you can do it for yourself as well, Pete. We survived that one by the skin of our teeth. Uh, I, I now like the idea, you know, comedians, musicians, they go overseas and perform for the troops. I want Spags going and just twerking uh, <laughs> for the troops across the, across the pond. We didn't get to 10K subs yet, right? We're, we're okay. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt right. it. I mean, look, I did. I, I probably lost subs. high demand. I probably <laughs> lost subs this week. All right. So shout out, Paul. And again, follow. It's freaking Pauly. No G was the mistake I made on there. Let's do a quick run through for Thursday Night Football. We don't have to build a lineup for it. You, you guys can figure it out on your own. Run an optimizer. <laughs> say, but we'll, do, we'll do our ride or dive picks. Pete, we got Pittsburgh 20.5 implied points. Minnesota 23.5 implied points. Uh, Dalvin Cook status up in the air, but seems like he'll be playing in some capacity. So pick whoever you want for your showdown, Captain. Really? Anyone I want? Anyone. All right. Justin Jefferson. Oh, I should have not said anyone. I, I gave you it out. I literally <laughs> gave you a second to think about it. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, now no here's the tough backs. part. The tough part for me is: do I leverage against it? Go KJ Osborne, who had a, actually more snaps last week than Justin Jefferson, or do I go to an equally skilled wide receiver one in Deontay Johnson? Football Outsiders DVOA says Deontay Johnson should be getting a 9% boost according to the Minnesota numbers on the year that they're giving up to wide receiver ones. So I'll go Deontay Johnson as my showdown captain. I think that uh, looks like a, a very nice pick there. And we'll have to see uh, how this stuff shakes out with uh, Dalvin Cook and Madison. I think uh, there might be some potential for the slate to get flipped on its head depending on some news there. So Ooh, he um, said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> bags don't. Um, also, I just have to point out, I do have Justin Jefferson projected with my projections for 27 and a half fantasy points. <laughs> so he would be number one by a pretty good margin. I'll just give you kind of the thought process that went in my head. So when we have like the Josh Allen or the Lamar Jackson, and I see he's like 35% optimal captain, that's when I take it off the board. I'm sitting mm. here looking at Justin Jefferson at 21%, Najee 14, Deontay John 12.6. I said, it's just close enough that all give spags a chance but i won't say we're gonna throw a captain off the board i gave you the chance you didn't take it i picked no. the best captain i also looked to i'll tell you my process we'll go inside the dfs pick studio i saw a couple guys here projected for over 20 i have Najee harris projected over 20 I have dalvin cook over 20 assuming that he gets his full workload kirk cousins so like from a gpp perspective you're right but it's clearly the most plus ev pick by a wide margin right yeah right. <laughs> so of course so keep that in mind when building lineups today for everybody else out there Yes, and I, uh, I'll i be doing a showdown cram uh, tonight after inactives around 7.40, I think is when I scheduled it, if we want to see what the uh, the updated sims are looking like then. 
All right, so make sure to subscribe to Pete's channel, please. We're so close to 10K. If he's not on, if he's not at 10K by tomorrow, I'm going to be very disappointed in Pete specifically and none of you. You did the best you could. But I appreciate you guys subscribing to Pete's channel. And of course, go subscribe to the Splash Play channel too. It's not just all Pete. It's sometimes it's other channels need some love too. So go check that out on YouTube as well. Make sure to follow at Splash Play Pods. You'll know whenever you get a chance to be a viewer guest here on this show or just to see when we have new episodes out. And follow at Peter Rovers at follow at Chris Spags, Pete. Anything else you want to say here before we call it quits? No, we'll be back uh, tomorrow at 2.30 with Nick Ercolano. will be a very fun show, so looking forward to that. Yeah, so come join us then, and we'll see you guys soon. Enjoy your nights. Good luck.